0: My name is Baranowski. Nate Baranowski.
1: You still sound like Liam Neeson. <sighs> You're a terrible improv partner. I'm just.
2: You come out of the I'm gate with trying. that stuff. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I never know what to do there. You gotta. You gotta jump in. My My name doesn't. Yeah, I know. My name doesn't work with the with the Bond James Bond thing.
1: Oh, you think Baranowski, Nate Baranowski, rolls off the tongue? <laughs>
2: You crashed any of your car windows lately?
1: Uh, no, I haven't. Are we going to uh, let the viewers in on this uh, wonderful thought experiment? Well, I was just
2: curious. You know, you called me randomly the other night <laughs> and asked me a, a very random question. You know, I don't pick up the phone for anybody. Right. I ask anybody who works with me. I don't, I don't talk on the phone. But I said, Nate Baranowski is calling me. This, this must be important.
1: And much like M calling James Bond... A mission. I had one question. Right. I had one important topic, and then we literally ended the conversation.
2: Yeah, that that is true.
0: Well, so you asked me, do I think I would be able to break a car window with my body, (laughs) nothing else but my limbs
2: and everything? And you said, I think given enough adrenaline. I think it would be possible especially and with my elbow not with my fist like an amateur you know I would do my elbow Sure. what what instigated this question is what I'm curious about
1: I think it was just some sort of you know my brain works in very strange ways and I I think I was just daydreaming about having to rescue someone from a car so maybe I was just driving at the moment and thinking like Uh what would I need to do it's It's an icy um, world up here in Chicago. So as far as like opening doors, they're kind of difficult to open at times. I think I was picturing someone trapped in a freezing car or something. I don't know exactly what it was. But uh, yeah, so I decided (laughs) I would call you and see uh, what you thought. I also called my brother. Um, He said, and I quote, If I could do... A roundhouse kick. That would be my preferred method. But unfortunately, I cannot.
2: I feel like trying to kick a window, you're going to break through, and then your your leg is going like to fall on some of those glass shards sticking out. You know what I mean? Like That would be...
1: Well, you have to kind of hold it up in the air like Bruce Lee. Oh, I see. After <laughs> okay, you and kick. Then, and then kind of point the toe and beckon someone with your foot. Like do a, a Perrier or, or a... Yes. Uh, what What is the... Be-
2: what are those, Perrier is the water. The plie. You got to do a plie. And then releve. Yeah, and a releve. That's it. You get it out of the car. <laughs> and now I do have one story that's a little germane. Yes, tell me. So you asked, would you use your fist or elbow? And I said elbow because I recall a friend of mine telling me a story that he was at a bowling alley one time and some altercation happened. I don't remember exactly what it was. I mean, I, I don't know what you can fight over in a bowling alley. And he he got in some altercation and ended up hitting a guy, but he he punched him with his
0: fist, and his finger or whatever hit the guy's mouth, and the the guy's
2: teeth and mouth bacteria somehow like cut into his finger and it got infected, and oh. No. Yeah, terrible uh, medical stuff or whatever, and now he still doesn't have full functioning movement in that middle finger that uh, he used to punch somebody with. So That's don't punch terrible. with your fist. Yeah, yeah, I uh, would never expect that. I can honestly say I haven't punched anybody ever in my life.
1: Neither have I. I, I prefer to use the ungbok style of knees and elbows. Have, have you ever knee? I don't know what form of kung fu that is. No, I, have, I, have, I haven't. I've actually never been in a, like a true fight before, so what you going to do? Nate, we watched the
2: 1995 movie, GoldenEye, part of the 007 series. <laughs> See, I still, I still remember the game before I think of the movie, when you do that theme. Right, because well, I just I heard it from the game so many more times than I ever did the movie but the movie came out first mhm 1995 starring Pierce Brosnan this was Pierce Brosnan's first gold or, uh, 007 movie first time he played
0: 007 correct right.
2: and this movie I was kind of surprised to see the Rotten Tomato score it got a 78% critical tomato mm-hmm. and a, a 83% audience satisfaction. Wow. It's, that seems very high, especially now I remembered this movie fondly. And again, this is through like two rose-colored lenses, one being the Nintendo 64 video game GoldenEye. Sure. And the, the other lens of time, meaning I haven't seen this movie <laughs> in a while. Uh, so what
1: I remember of it was fond, but it's uh, it's very different watching well, it again I, today. I discovered that I'm not sure if I've ever watched this whole movie. I remember the ending of it uh, from my memory, mm-hmm. but every other part of it, it was like maybe I never saw this because. But I played a lot of the video game, but apparently I did not know the plot of this movie.
2: <sighs> I said I remembered the movie. There there were a lot of scenes I forgot. I think all the ones with.
1: Zena uh, uh, on top of Moff. What's her Warrior name? Warrior princess Xenia? Yeah, Xenia Zenya yeah. on the top. On the top. On I a, mean, on the top. Come on now, I mean, let's <laughs> <That's, laughs> get that's real. Not come, on, words here. come on, come on.
2: <laughs> so one of the things I also thought was very interesting before we get to the actual movie, I found this this Wikipedia article of all the Bond movies that lists each Bond's salary, the budget of the movie, and what they made in the box office. Now, I just sent this to you. Excellent. Uh, so uh, we can partake of it together.
1: I remember correctly. This movie came out in 95, and I believe the last one was in 89 before it. That's correct. Um, Six years. To kind of go back to that Rotten Tomatoes ranking, especially at the time, there was a bit of a, a, bit of a lull. And I, I think... Um, license to kill, Living Daylights, though the the Timothy Dalton stuff, there hadn't really been great ones or ones that made a lot of money since like Moonraker back in '79. So there had been a drought. Right. So if right, you picture right. this as being like this is the new start, a, a new feeling, there might have been some additional energy behind the premiere of this movie.
2: Yeah, and the so for the adjusted for inflation numbers. This movie, Goldeneye, in the box office made double what the last Bond movie did. This one made $518 million. But what I really find interesting is the salary numbers for the James Bonds. So supposedly from Pierce Brosnan's first James Bond movie to his last, it goes up from 5 to 10 to 13 to almost 18 million and then Daniel Craig's drops down (laughs) for his first Bond down to 3.3 million less than what Pierce Brosnan made for his first one and then it kind of goes up in a similar fashion although there's no number for the Spectre Bond for what he made Skyfall highest grossing Bond movie amazing Almost a billion dollars. That is thing. amazing. I'm going to use that to defend my top five. But anyway, GoldenEye <sighs> is the movie is the movie we're talking about
0: today.
1: Okay, before we... Uh, I'm going to stop us one more time before we get into the movie. I sent you, and I hopefully you can uh, flash this up. I sent you the poster art for this. <laughs> yes. I don't often uh, comment on the poster art, but... Um, Our friend Ben Lopez, uh, listener (laughs) of the show and uh, co-host of Bro, did you see this? Um, It has a graphic design background. Uh, This may be one of the worst movie posters (laughs) from a design perspective (laughs) I have ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, just everyone take a look. There is all. Do you see that woman in the lower right? That's strange. Yeah. Also, I don't. Other than Pierce Brosnan, the other ladies, I just saw this movie. I know what they look like. They don't look anything like them. Those are not
2: them. (laughs) That doesn't look anything like those ladies. And then I just noticed the tagline. This almost feels like it's fake, but it says, No limits, no fears, no substitutions. (laughs) Substitutes. 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 Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. What is
0: that? That's the weirdest tagline for a James <sighs> Bond know, movie.
1: Maybe. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. This is what IMDb has as the poster. I'm now looking up r- real looking posters that look okay. uh, decently better than this one. So I, remember, I, I think that poster was also
2: on the cover of the Nintendo 64 game.
1: That one that I showed? Yeah, you're right. They might have cropped off the bottom part, but you're right. Okay, so maybe that's the 64 cover. That might be the 64 game. I see some of these other posters. The ladies do look
2: more like themselves, but this this poster, I mean, none of these posters are great, but I do want to say that BMW car that is featured in all these posters, I feel like this is the one Bond movie he doesn't really use the car <laughs> very much at
1: all. Okay, he used it a little bit, but... BMW, like apparently, it's the first time he used uh like a German-made car in a oh, okay. in a movie. Apparently, uh, BMW, the sales of this exact car like skyrocketed. It's apparently touted as one of the most uh, successful product placement in a movie. Really, it's this BMW. <laughs> yep, yep.
0: That's hilarious. Well,
2: I mean, he drives it up to that plane where that country CIA guy drives it away when we get to Cuba.
1: But we'll get to that. Okay, let's we'll do this. Let's do this. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. I'm so ready. I got notes this time.
2: <laughs> Yo, I, got, I got a lot of notes. I don't even know we'll through them. But first of all, it is so hard for me to separate the game from the movie at times because every time I see a scene I just immediately remember the, the video game level. I don't know why. But mm. I, 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 I enjoyed, I still enjoy the whole opening sequence. The damn scene when he runs across and jumps off and he's laser cutting that thing and all that kind of stuff. I feel like when he sticks his head down into that bathroom stall and he says, beg your pardon, forgot to knock, that felt a little cheesy. <laughs> and I realized that's the first line in the entire movie. So,
1: like, yeah, that's the introduction to Pierce Brosnan.
2: Yeah, I feel like they could have chosen a better line for that. But anyway, uh, I, I liked that opening scene. I do feel like him driving the motorcycle off the cliff and catching up to the plane is a little unbelievable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just a bit. Okay, so I I had looked away to be, to look to my phone, which is I did a lot during this movie. Um, uh-huh. But when I looked back, I saw him. I don't think I caught the part where the pilot was gone and not in this plane. Uh, right. so I saw him uh going at like, <laughs> you know. Driving after this plane off a cliff, and I thought, "Oh, okay, he has a parachute. Like he's yeah. he's just gonna like no, he doesn't. Yeah. The, he's following the flight of an unmanned plane, right? Just just happening to catch it in the air, cl- and while it's falling, it's basically free falling. He has time to yeah. climb to the po- to the cockpit, yeah, steer that thing up." I've, I've seen a lot, a lot of unbelievable things, but that's like Fast and Furious level, like it coincidence. is coincidence.
2: And like some of the camera shots from once he actually gets to the pilot's seat of like the mountainside, it looks like the mountains maybe like thirty feet away from the windshield. Like I don't think he could have pulled it up in time, even if he had made it in like he did. But anyway,
1: we also get introduced to Sean Bean, who. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert for this movie that is now 23 years old. Hey, Alec <laughs> Aval- what's- Trevelyan turns out to be the, the big bad guy. but And I, I knew he was the bad guy, but because I don't remember seeing this movie, and he gets apparently shot in the head at the beginning, I thought it strange where they had Sean Bean knelt down to like m- execute him. And Sean Bean yells to... James Bond, like, just blow, blow them all up. Who cares about me? Can you imagine what it would be like if James Bond just, like, okay, you're right. The mission is more important than you. And just blew them all. Like, how did Sean Bean know that he wouldn't just, like, because later, Sean Bean says you care more about the mission than about friends. And yet, somehow, Sean Bean trusts his friendship so much that he believes that James Bond will sacrifice himself for Sean Bean. Just a just a little thought there in that opening scene.
2: Well, I didn't. Yeah, I
1: didn't think that deeply about the opening scene.
2: But I so I always skip the opening uh, weird song sequence in every James Bond movie,
1: written by Bono, performed by Tina Turner.
2: We then go to to James Bond like driving like crazy with a lady that we only see for one scene.
1: Yeah, who is this woman? <laughs> I thought she was Money
2: That's exactly what I thought. I thought as I was watching it this time, I was like, oh yeah, that's Moneypenny. but. No, that is not money penny. And all she says is that she was sent there to evaluate him, which who who sent her to evaluate him? Like M? The MI6? Like it doesn't make any sense. And we only see this lady after this first scene.
1: This lady, this lady watches James Bond overtly flirt with the girl with with uh Jean Grey. Yeah, with Jean Grey in this movie. <laughs> And they do a bunch of stunts and everything. He, like, she watches him do all of this. And then at the end of it, she's like, yep, I want you. I want you bad.
3: What am I going to do with you?
1: Let's
0: toast your evaluation, shall we? A very thorough evaluation. Mm.
1: Which, I will go to the romance in this movie and the people's desire, the women's desire for Pierce Brosnan is out of control.
2: <laughs> unjustified i think too
1: it is unjustified to the max i'll get to that later
2: <laughs> well and i just want to say this opening sequence of him in the car with this mystery lady and jean gray he just comes across as like a total womanizer oh yeah like every all the names that m calls him a few scenes later
1: brilliant that was a brilliant scene you don't like me bond you don't like my methods you think
3: I'm an accountant. A bean counter more interested in my numbers than your instincts. The thought had occurred to me. Good. Because I think you're a sexist misogynist dinosaur,
0: a relic of the cold war.
2: Which MM is amazing uh, uh, in this movie. Just like Reese in the riot act. And she's totally right, but like this movie makes no attempts to paint him any other way.
1: Like Oh, oh, correct. He's kind of nasty. He like, does nothing in this movie to he does nothing in this movie to prove that she was wrong. And what she said about him,
2: right? And and I feel like all his lines. I guess when I was younger, these lines didn't hit me as super cheesy and inappropriate. But like with that mystery lady in the car, he's like, yeah, very thorough evaluation. And then like later, it, he just has terrible like pickup lines. Well, so he does
1: know. a lot of throughout the okay. We'll, we'll 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 dive into for just a second. He does a lot of like grabbing by the arm and pulling women close which i believe in this movie is supposed to be like look at his his sex appeal and charisma he's able to just but like money penny says that at some point in time like this could be harassment and i thought to myself like maybe this is what things were like in 1995 but no this is bad this does not fly it is and i i, th- I felt
2: like the daniel craig 007s and even the later pierce brosnan ones I don't remember him being this overt in, in how he dealt with, with women. And I know it's like the trope of James Bond is this kind of right. guy, but it just, it just felt over the top. And apparently, I was... So this movie's on Amazon Prime, so you can watch it. And that's where I was watching it. And I don't know if you've ever done this feature, but if you watch it on an iPad or something, you can like tap on the screen and look at trivia about the scenes as they're happening. Have you ever done Oh, this? no.
1: No, I've only just seen like the actors that are in the scene. That's the only feature that I've
2: right. seen. Right. So there's, there's like trivia and little quips in there. There's, like, there's a ton of um, like mistakes and continuity issues that mm-hmm. they get pointed out that I guess they pull from Google or whatever. Uh, but the one I thought was interesting was this is the first completely original James Bond film. So there's no Something. reference... Yeah, to any Ian Fleming novel or short story, which, yeah, I thought was interesting. So they kind of went, like, this is all original story, for better or
1: worse. (laughs) Maybe
2: worse in this regard.
1: Pierce Brosnan, as James Bond in this movie, the guy looks like James Bond. Like, I just have to give it to him, like, especially, I didn't, I was never a huge Roger Moore fan, and uh, Timothy Dalton before this, is like, oh, okay. I guess George Lazenby was in there for a bit. He looks (laughs) just like James Bond. And in some ways, he acts just like James Bond. But watching this movie today reminded me, like, you know what? I like Ethan Hunt better than I like James Bond, if only for the reason that I feel like James Bond's care for the the women in his life or his wife or someone feels more, and his team feels more genuine than James Bond. I know later on, like Daniel Craig and M kind of have a loving connection almost like a matronly sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I was reminded, like, ah, the womanizing thing kind of gets old, and I only watched one of these. And I have seen, I, know. I think, every James Bond movie ever made.
2: Well, anyway, let's talk about, so Money, Penny, and M, out of all the, the weird female characters in the movie, I loved the few moments Money Penny had and wish she had more, especially there's that line where James Bond says,
3: what would I ever do without you? As far as I can remember, James, you've never had me.
1: Boom. I think M is. This is the beginning of Judy Dench, I believe, as M. This is her first. Yes. Judy Dench's run, uh, as we'll talk about in our later top five, one of the great. I think she's a great like fixture of James Bond movies now. Definitely yes. like. She is the M for my generation and for me.
2: Yeah, and she. Looks like M. Like, her character as M is great. She uh, makes fun of that one guy who like, he's trying to explain the satellite stuff to Bond. And then M walks in and she's like, If I want sarcasm, I'll talk to my children. And just like no <laughs> nonsense. She is not messing around for anything. The other character I do love is I love Q. I love the, the idea of Q and the character of Q in all James Bond movies, but I especially like this Q.
0: Like, <sighs> he's great.
1: This, he's been around for so many movies. Uh, I remember him from all the old movies. I believe this was his last one, maybe. I, I think, think uh, so. I would have to say John Cleese is my favorite Q, who comes in maybe in the next one. Yeah, he is a uh, great Q. Th- this Q, I don't want to, gonna, it's going to sound a little mean. This oh Q seemed like he seemed a little confused on set. <laughs> like, during his lines, he was kind of looking around. I think there were cue cards right off camera for some of his more technical lines. It sort of mushed me in, like a oh. <laughs> I, I had to look at I had to look at his life to be like, wow, like how many of these has he had? He done, and then uh, he died in 1999. So it was, he lived a uh, he was Q wow. for a long time. Yep, he was Q. The world is not enough.
2: Was the last. One he was in, and he like,
1: oh, okay, he
2: did one he passed more. Pass the torch, he passed the torch. Oh, to he, did two, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, he did two more. Okay, got it. Well, I still like the only laugh moments in this movie is in that cue scene. I think, like, the guy yes. who gets the thing blows up in the telephone booth, and then that one ejector seat, like, and then at the end, <laughs> Jabon. Grabs a sandwich.
4: Do please try and return some of this equipment in pristine order. Don't touch that. It's my lunch.
1: Yeah. Other than that, there are no laughs in this movie. None. Not even that
2: (laughs) get the CIA guy that meets him in St. Petersburg and has a flower tattoo with the word muffy. Just not funny.
1: Not funny. Not funny. Well actually I had one other funny point uh, that we'll get to later. That's not supposed to be funny, but I found it funny.
2: Well you you had texted me. Also, that there was so much machine gun fire for a James Bond movie. And yeah, it, from the very beginning through like many scenes, a lot of machine guns. Like, usually you think of James Bond as like the precise, the precision making. Some stealth. PPK. Yeah, some stealth and stuff. He's like just spraying bullets everywhere. And for the amount of bullets sprayed in his direction, the fact that he never gets hit also kind of pulled me out a little bit where it's like, I don't, that doesn't feel really believable
1: right because you said he could skydive to that plane but he should be hit by these bullets <laughs> that didn't yeah. pull you out earlier
2: <laughs> i i mean there were a lot of things that pulled me out but but just yeah all the machine guns yes. it kind of like that that's
1: not bond you know don't right he's just and he, he's just kind of sweeping left to right in like just a haphazard way it's like this is not the kind of precise <laughs> coolness that i i come no. to expect from you no. um let's talk a little bit about natalia Ah yes, Natalia's character arc. Um, she is friends with Boris, yeah. who is just the most annoying character I think.
2: But <laughs> Alan Cummings, yeah,
1: yes, before he was Nightcrawler in X Men. That's right. Um, Natalia, when she survives uh, the attack by Udomov and Jean Grey, that is such a long scene of a character that I don't quite care for yet, they yeah. play the most sappy music, like, as if we just watched her, like, this is the lone survivor, and she's, like, <laughs> crawling out from the dish, and she emerges to, like, at this, like, terrible wasteland. And I thought, like, why are you giving this so much gravitas right now? I assume yeah. she's a side character, and at most she will be the Bond girl going forward. It just seems strange that that scene was milked for a good 15 minutes.
2: Yeah, it, it was too much. The, the lightning special effects were really bad. <laughs> I just, just wanted to point that out. Let me just take this moment to talk about Xenia, the Jean Grey character. <laughs> Whew. Like, when, she, when she mows down all the people with the machine gun, is like laughing maniacally. I, it, her character is just too much. It's too much whatever they were trying to get out of it, it was too much of
1: all of it. And I I didn't, like, I just didn't like her. Yeah, it was really, like, the whole, like, kids, close your ears for two seconds. Aroused by violence. All right, you may open your ears again. Like, that's kind of her M.O., which is a strange choice to make and kind of a skeevy thing, especially when at times it seems like James Bond's kind of, like, into her. And I'm like, hold on a second. (sighs) Uh, let's talk about her her method of killing people. Her <laughs> method of killing people <laughs> is taking her thighs and squeezing someone till they can't breathe. Now, uh, to be fair, I read the Wikipedia before I watched this movie because I was like, oh, maybe I I do know this plot. No, it says in the Wikipedia she strangles a guy with her thighs, and I thought to myself, oh, she must put her thighs on someone's neck and strangle them like a boa constrictor. <laughs> No, she strangles people with thighs around, like, the waist? Yeah. Number one, is that possible? And number two, why can't you take your fists and your arms, which are free, and just go pound, 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 pound to free yourself?
2: (sighs) Yeah, I found all her (laughs) thigh-squeezing problematic on a variety of (laughs) levels. But, like, the first guy that she does that to, he says pretty clearly, I can't breathe. Right. Now, if you know anything about the Heimlich maneuver, if someone's still coughing, you don't do the Heimlich yet because there's, there's still place for the air to get past if they're coughing. You have to wait till someone stops coughing, and then like they make this sound, which in case you didn't realize is nothing. That means they're mm-hmm. actually choking, and then you do the Heimlich. Right. And so in my mind, for that guy to be able to say so clearly, Zenia, i can't breathe i I didn't understand how his his air could be cut off.
1: Well, I think it was at the beginning of being like he was using his last breath for yeah. to, to say that
2: I still don't buy it, and i don't I feel like she would have to like crack ribs and do just amazing feats of strength in order to choke somebody in that way. It doesn't make any sense
1: I completely agree I completely agree. I thought that the whole time it was sort of like my can you break a glass window? I was like, can anyone, can you literally, I guess you can, trying to think, you can boa constrictor someone. Like, I think in wrestling, they do like things where they choke people out with their legs. But that's
2: always around but the neck. But it's around their neck. Yeah, it's always around the neck. Listen, I don't know if, if your wife is up for this, but I would love to insert her medical opinion <laughs> in post uh, of you <laughs> asking her this question. Can someone choke another person with their legs?
1: Okay, so I'm here with uh, a highly touted medical student. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quick question for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, How would you go about, uh, and is it possible to wrap your thighs around someone's midsection and suffocate them? How would you go about doing that?
4: Well, it would be pretty difficult, I think, because... So normally, like, we're negative pressure breathers. So the way that we bring air into our lungs is by creating more space in our chest cavity, by lowering our diaphragm, and expanding our rib cage, which then allows... It creates a negative pressure relative to the air outside, which then enters into your lungs. Um, now, if you restrict... Um, The ability of the lungs to expand You can certainly like restrict How much um, Air you can bring into your lungs But like a healthy person You'd really have to Really have to restrict a lot Before they'd have any like hypoxemia
1: So you'd have to keep like the rib cage From moving at all And even then
4: Well yeah then you have accessory muscles Like that would help you To like raise your shoulders up So like you'd find ways to expand your lungs Like you'd have to really Totally restrict a person like their bones to be able to like make it so that they can't expand at all.
1: Now, if the the evil lady in the movie was able to like, could she break the bottom of the rib cage with her thighs?
4: Yeah, and if she did that, and you puncture the pleural sac, then and so what happens then is like depending on the way the puncture works, um, it, it it would kind of need to puncture probably outside the body and into the pleural sac so that air was coming in from outside and then collapsing the lung.
1: That'd be a bad day.
4: That would be really bad. Um, I mean, you can, you can live with one lung, but if you're also being restricted, then you'd probably get hypoxemic pretty fast. All right. Well, thank you very much.
2: So the 006 reveal, James, uh, Xenia brings James to this like, statue park, which I just now realized I think was the name of the level. In the Nintendo 64 game. Perfect. Statue Park. Uh, we, the 006 reveal, I remember when I was younger being like this huge reveal. Like, what? He's alive. You know, so it's hard to have that effect after you know <laughs> he's the bad guy the whole time. But when he gets trapped in the helicopter, him and um, Natalia, Natalia. So they stro- you know, the, the, these missiles fire and they come back and they're about to die. And James Bond like hits the ejector seat with his head right. and somehow like, struggles to reach it for a couple seconds, but on camera looks like right next to he him. should be able to... <laughs> It's right next to him. <laughs> and then once they eject and parachute down, he seems to get his hands free really quickly from right. uh, whatever straps. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> I,
1: I think it would have been really funny to be like, um, J- James, now what? Now, now what do we do? <laughs> right, we're both still just tied up here. Oh, I did want to point
2: out Natalia, when she like wants to try and use a computer in that like computer shop, mm-hmm. and she makes it seem like she's going to buy a bunch of them. And she has this one line where she's the guy asks her like everything up to your specifications. She's like everything but the interruption. Yeah, but the that was, interruption that was pretty quip quippy.
1: Natalia, I really liked her character until the moment where the mission is still on. They escaped from that train. They have to go to Cuba. um and it 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 became all like she was kind of the strong programmer she wasn't like afraid that um sean bean was like trying to get with her and james bond's like (laughs) i i haven't been with her like we're just like we're just going through this together sort of thing Uh and i sort of like that like oh i get it like he's not actually womanizing her they're actually like in this together. So that ended <laughs> approximately five seconds after they are safe. After the uh, after the train, that I, I right. texted this to you. The movie makes a jump to basically uh, like vacation to Cuba, like holiday reel. When all of a sudden they're like, <laughs> "Oh, James," and they go off on like a romantic getaway, and like it's almost like a honeymoon. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, I've seen a bunch of James Bond movies. At the end of these movies, this is how it always ends. They float away on a raft, and they're right. making, making <laughs> right. out in a raft. But this movie is not done. The bad guy <laughs> and the, the mini bosses are still around. Yeah, And it's like they're driving through Cuba like, ah, oh, this is such a lovely place. I've always wanted to visit Cuba. They're just, yeah, they're like hanging out. She had enough time to change
2: into a bathing suit. He's in like a linen shirt. Just sitting on the beach staring off into the
1: sunset. Yeah, it slows like, down and they like they like have a sunset scene together. And the yeah, rest of the weird. movie has been like cold Siberia mowing down people with machine guns.
2: Yeah, that was very strange.
1: Oh, uh, I did, I did want to go back just
2: for a second. The tank chase through St. Petersburg.
1: Yes.
2: It's a, it's a fun scene. It's, it's really fun. Brought to
1: you by Perrier. Uh,
2: apparently, was it Perrier that like kept getting strewn about?
1: Perrier was that like truck, the cans that he blasted through the tank.
2: Yeah. So one one of the uh, Amazon Prime moments, it said uh, Perrier required the movie house to pick up every last can uh, after that scene because it didn't want any kind of false advertising or something. (laughs) So I don't know, something weird, something weird. But however fun that scene was, I was kind of asking myself, can a tank do all that? Like, it seemed to do a lot.
1: You know what I mean? I, you know what? I think it can do a lot of that. Do I know if it can stop a speeding train? No. I don't know this. <laughs> After, like, going through all the... Oh, wait a minute. How'd the tank get out there? He took it from... Uh, I don't know. A base? How does he know how to drive the Soviet tank? No, I no, know. I know. But he, he drove
2: that tank all the way from, like, downtown St. Petersburg to a train track in a field somewhere. Oh yeah, and yeah, no was, one like followed or noticed or he was anything? in stealth mode. <laughs> okay, oh, okay, sorry. Sure, uh, yeah, he
1: did drive that a long ways. Yeah, Absolutely.
2: I did like the the little train scene uh, with Natalia trying to hack the computer and the watch laser. I, yeah. I have a note. I have a note here, and all it says is in all caps: "Watch laser,"
0: because it's fun.
1: Because <laughs> when you were whatever 10 years old watching this movie that's right you're like watch laser can I get one of those from the scholastic magazine (laughs) please (laughs) McDonald's happy meal maybe no
2: (laughs) okay so they eventually get to the jungles of Cuba where they discover the antenna and radars under a a lake but (laughs) they crash their plane they get shot by a missile the plane crashes and then Xenia Mm -hmm. we have this final scene where Xenia again tries to squeeze Bond (laughs) with her thighs. And, like, he does something and shoots down the helicopter, and Xenia gets pulled in between a tree and gets squeezed to death herself.
1: What does James Bond say? She always did enjoy a good squeeze. Yikes. (laughs) I was just like... Yikes.
0: Eh. That was pretty terrible. Like, duh. Just stop it.
2: I I mean, I guess
1: that's, like... That, that's part of his, I mean, like, I guess that's a, a thing. James Bond makes really corny quips.
2: I feel like uh, Daniel Craig is not corny, though.
1: Well, they, yeah, a gritty, gritty reboot.
2: So we get to the, the the final scenes inside the the bunker there, and, and Boris, <laughs> he's, he is pretty annoying. I gotta give you that. But uh, Natalia, like, changes the codes, hacks the encryption, mm-hmm. so Boris can't get into it and <laughs> Alec was like holding a gun to her head like give him the codes and then Boris says
0: I can break her codes like, get on with it."
2: <laughs> I was like I don't know oh speaking of accents oh, what, how did you how did, how did you feel about Xenia's accent throughout the movie
1: uh, hit or miss I would say a lot of myths because they literally call it out
3: your accent Georgian mm,
1: very good Mr. Bond You've been to Russia?
3: Not recently. You know, I was a drop in occasionally,
1: Shoot in and out. Hello, my name is not. Yes. My name yeah, is it was, Gru. it was. It was a type like everyone. Every so-called, so-called Russian in this movie had this a <laughs> uh, wildly different sort of like. I you know I was kind of looking to see okay so like the Udmov guy every once in a while that his accent kind of went away, but he was German, like, you know, he's a German actor, so like, there's some maybe some tie in there. I love that Sean Bean, I was really afraid when I watched this movie that when he comes out of the shadows, he's gonna be like, this is my real voice the whole time. (laughs) I'm glad he's like, okay, no, he was raised.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I do like, I do like the scene when Boris is trying to figure out the code and he's flipping the pen around. And James is like Clicking trying it. to count the clicks to when it's going to blow. That was I thought that was a cool plot yes. device
1: there. I, I did enjoy that. Um, at some point, I b- wrote this note down. Sean Bean kind of tells his dastardly plan about what his whole thing is. He's going to rob the Bank of London and then right. use this EMP pulse to knock out everything. Um, and he, he says... When he talks about, like, no, this is not just, like, a uh, a bank robbery. Uh, all of these things are digital. And then he lists some things. <laughs> okay. Cri- criminal records, land <laughs> registries.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, and then he's, like, it will, like, go back to the, whatever, the, the Middle Ages. Like, I will send London back to the Middle Ages. And I thought to myself, yeah. like, maybe if all of like all computers in the world maybe we would have some issues but the idea of like the greater London area will know like who will know whose land is who without their registries on file
2: (laughs) well yeah and also this is 1995 like Like the internet exists we didn't even have Windows XP at this point like this is a this is in the past so like there's not that many electronic records yet I don't think like there's still warehouses of like bankers' boxes with
1: paper, so maybe i don't understand the digital world long enough to be like or well enough to say like the stock markets they're all there, and now, when I unplug everything, what it's all ah. the ki- like <laughs> now it's gone anyway I thought I it was know. I thought it was strange, okay, so we yeah. we move from here to. The final fight scene happening above this giant satellite disk. Yes, where Sean Bean and Pierce Brosnan fight. And what I I like, I mean, it's it's an enjoyable fight. They seem pretty evenly matched. Yes, until Pierce Brosnan re- takes a ride down a, a retractable ladder down uh, <laughs> down the way. Yeah. Now, yeah. Sean beans up above him
0: about 20 feet. Yes. Now,
1: drop something on Pierce Brosnan. He started climbing down that ladder After Pierce yeah. Brosnan, and I was like, "What are you doing? You're safe up there. Start like throwing wrenches <laughs> down. <laughs> He's blinded by
2: rage. He just he wants him to die. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And also, what is that ladder for, like, really? No, does anybody need to go out on that tiny little platform?
1: Well, there are some like, change a light some bulb coils, some little coils down there that, yeah, yeah, light bulb changing for maintenance. it's a maintenance ladder. That's At right. some point in time, uh, Pierce Brosnan gets kicked off the ladder, does yes. like a backflip off the ladder yeah. and yes. somehow catches onto the same ladder? I'm not sure that's how <laughs> physics works.:
2: Listen, uh, but I just want to say. I thought that whole last fight scene was enjoyable. Like I liked, yes. I, I enjoyed oh, yes. watching it. It was a good, it was a good fight scene. It was pretty good.
1: I, I, I enjoyed it. I like the fact that James Bond ends up holding Sean Bean by the leg and basically being like, "For England, James." No. <laughs> Wilhelm scream. Um, yes, he falls two hundred feet. Is that uh, about accurate?
2: 200, I mean, he was falling for a while there. I, okay, I would so almost... let's,
0: let's
1: say 400 feet. Okay, he, lands yeah. on his, he lands on his back after a 400-foot fall. So, uh, time times acceleration equals <laughs> V equals, okay. He lands, and I was like, oh, okay, he's dead, but they showed him a smash. Later, the whole thing blows up and falls down on him. He's got enough life and that his bones to <laughs> scream as a fiery ball comes down on him, and the fact that he survived when landing on his back and has lungs to scream, yeah, that's a little ridiculous. <laughs> the, I guess I mean most movies do this. The more bad you are, the more like your death has to be really like kind of grisly. like you have to like the audience has to kind of cheer as it happens, but apparently. Just falling to your death isn't as bad as falling and then getting impaled later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
2: fall from that far. I would think you would die instantly anyway. Like, just like when I saw him fall and then I saw him like slowly move his head to look back up at James Bond, I was like, I don't think he would be able to do that
1: right now. No, no.
2: no." (laughs) Okay. Whatever you say.
1: You're done for.
2: Well, any final thoughts? Yes. On the movie itself? Oh, please. Go ahead. Yes.
1: (laughs) One final thought the uh, natalia has uh i don't know why i don't know why this was so funny to me the um, natalia has the, the pilot for the helicopter that ends up picking james bond uh from that ladder uh, she has him at gunpoint yeah uh, right. and i thought and then he gets in the elevator they drop him off in the jungle she hops out of the ele- out of the helicopter I keep calling an elevator and then the helicopter <laughs> flies off and I was so curious about that guy, who was obviously a bad guy, right, who was like right. was supposed to like shoot down James Bond. And <laughs> yeah, is he just like I'm free? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean,
2: you know, I feel like in every movie, especially oh maybe Bond movies, but like the 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 cronies once the uh, the boss baddies are gone, like I don't know, it's like they're all uh, deactivated. <laughs> you know, they're not bad anymore. They just want to go home.
1: Right, this uh, Martha. Can you believe the kind of day I had today, <laughs> <laughs> Ralph? Hey, I just want to let the pension's <laughs> gone, honey. Honey, the pension's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Got to get on. Not k. <laughs> right.
2: Well, every week we rate a movie on a scale of zero to five something, and I feel like in this movie we should rate it from zero to five. Remote minds because that was my favorite weapon in the GoldenEye video game. Mm. And there was a little hack that you could uh, detonate them by holding A and B simultaneously. Uh, In case you didn't know that. (laughs) If you want to go back in time and and use that on your friends, you could like throw it and while it was in midair, hit A and B simultaneously and it would explode the remote mines. Oh, I did not know that. Yep, yep. I won many multiplayer games that way.
0: (laughs) So from zero to five, Remote Minds. Is it my turn? Yep. Sadly, I'm going to rate this movie two point five Remote Minds.
2: If you would have asked me what I rated it before re watching it, it would have been much higher. But after rewatching it and kind of feeling that James Bond is a little gross with how he deals <laughs> with ladies. Right. And like How many of the lines are so cheesy and don't hold up? And then also looking at what James Bond became, with Daniel Craig, and even the later Pierce Brosnan movies, I feel like, I don't know. I'm just I'm not loving it as much as I as I thought I did. Still love the game. The video game gets five out of five. Right. Five out of five remote minds. But yeah, as a movie, yeah, I think it's two point five.
0: What do you think?
1: All right, I'm gonna give this movie. Two remote minds two out of five yeah. it yeah. uh i didn't didn't remember most most of it i didn't feel like i like now that i've seen it meh i can forget it again again <laughs> game is great uh Pierce Brosnan is looks like james Bond uh, yeah he does I, i'll I'll give him that, and he has a couple uh decent ones in the in the upcoming movies after Goldeneye. Yeah. Um but this one
0: meh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I
1: have
2: to agree. I Sean to Bean, agree. great.
1: Great villain. Yeah, he
2: does great. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I agree. Made me
1: want to watch National Treasure.
2: All right, well, because it's a James Bond movie, what else but our top five Bond movies from nineteen ninety five? Now, did I hear you correct in saying that you've seen like every James Bond movie?
1: Just about everyone, yes. I think I have missed uh, maybe the Living Daylights, nineteen eighty-seven. I missed that one. Well, but I they they used to be on Spike TV, and they started from Doctor <laughs> No, and they just like yeah. so like every night there was a new one, and I think my family got into it for a couple weeks and just cruised through.
2: Well, I was thinking of myself as a Bond fan, but honestly, Goldeneye is the is the earliest one that I've ever seen. So from your opinion, what does are those older Bond movies, do they hold up, you think? I mean
1: they're cheesy. They're I mean like they're nineteen sixties cheesy. So like picture like this is they're the movies that like Austin Powers is like ripping off. Like those like Every parody of like a spy thriller comes from these movies, so now they look like super overdone, but that's just because they've been copied a ton, and like the 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 ticking clock uh mm. and the like and the the girl who may also be a spy uh and the crazy bad guy with some sort of evil henchman like that all to me at least feels like they originate in these early movies, super cheesy. Bad guy's got a white cat at the beginning that he strokes. He's bald. <laughs> He's a real Dr. <laughs> Evil kind of type. Um, but, I mean, well, there's also there are some, other things to do in this world.
2: <laughs> at least from the famous... Not, I don't know. But at least from the uh, GoldenEye video game, there's some famous villains from the older ones, like Jaws, Job, yep. like those guys. It seems like there might have been more iconic villains. In yes. the old one, does does that sound about right?
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I mean like I'd recommend Goldfinger, nineteen sixty four. That's a Sean Connery one. From Russia with Love is also pretty good. Um if you just want to like Goldfinger is a great villain and odd job is from Goldfinger.
0: Okay, okay. Gotcha.
2: All right, well we're gonna do our top five Bond movies then from Goldeneye
0: forward. Okay, you go first. All right. Number five, much to my chagrin, is
1: Skyfall. (laughs) I don't. I'm not going to say anything else about Skyfall.
0: This is so terrible. (laughs)
1: Okay, that's my number five.
2: (laughs) Okay, fine. My number five is the world is not enough. Now, I think there were some pretty cheesy movies in this bond pretty mm-hmm. cheesy lines in this bond movie as well and i don't know if denise richards was the best <laughs> actress for a
1: bond lady christmas jones was that her name in that movie
2: yes yes her name was christmas jones she was a uh, nuclear doctor nuclear doctor
0: or something like that yeah <laughs> so but i do remember there was a. Uh, I liked the whole
2: submarine stuff at the end, and there was the guy who couldn't feel pain. Yep, and uh, yeah, there were some cool elements of that. So yeah, world is not enough. It's my number five.
1: Yeah, I like the bad guys of that. Uh, I'm going to do this. Is sort of, I, this movie's much aligned, but I'm going to do Die Another Day
0: as mm-hmm. number four. Now, this movie, I don't know where
1: this falls in yours. It is ridiculous. <laughs> It is so ridiculous, like the invisible cars. Um, for me, Hall- it falls by the wayside. is... Oh, man. It is... It's so ridiculous, but I think it maybe just caught me at a, a decent time, and uh, I thought the effects were really cool of it. I haven't seen it for a while. Much like this movie, I bet if we saw it again, I would push it way down <laughs> the list, but... <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm going to switch that. I'm going to go Die Another Day 5 and Skyfall 4. It's not any okay. better than Skyfall. That's <laughs> blasphemous. Okay.
2: Well, I appreciate that. I think that's, that's a wise decision. Yeah, I, I didn't put Die Another Day in my list. I haven't seen it in a while. From what I remember of it, it feels like the most comic book movie-ish of the James Bonds. Yep. And, and I don't want a comic book James Bond. I want my James Bond firmly grounded in real life. I want to believe James Bond exists.
1: Okay. But anyway. And that he likes monogamy.
0: That's right. Okay. My number four is Tomorrow Never Dies. Another Pierce Brosnan 007.
2: But I liked the whole uh, controlling the news, control the world,
0: that cool boat that the villain has that, like, is stealthy. I thought that was mm-hmm. cool. So tomorrow never dies. It's my number four.
1: Excellent. My number three is also tomorrow never dies. Ah, there you go. All right. Jonathan Price, great villain. Yes, I like. I kind of like when the villain is not a not necessarily a fighter. He's he's more right. of a, right. the mastermind.
0: That's right. Yes. Yeah, that's so. that makes for a fun Bond movie, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. It also has a little bit of like newsiness and mass media sort of interesting deeper take beneath.
2: Yeah, not a not all subtext. about uh, robbing a bank or whatever. Yeah, some, or about just like
1: s- Russian Soviet missiles.
2: <laughs>
0: all right, Russia. Zenya. Zenya. am a top. <laughs> that's terrible.
2: All right, my number three. I don't remember this a ton, but I still feel like it was one of the better ones. Spectre, the Daniel
0: Craig. The latest one. The, uh, the latest Bond movie. That's all I got. <sighs> okay, okay, this is great. Because
1: you said Spectre. I honestly can't remember a single thing about this movie. I know like, Christoph Waltz is in it. It yes, didn't make yes. my top five. Because to me, it feels so, so, so forgettable. Like, I don't know, like, I can't picture it. It's just, and it's the most recent one.
0: Yeah, you know what?
2: I don't remember a ton either. <laughs> I, I remember the, the scene where there's like a long table and there's a bunch of guys on it.
1: Yeah, he's kind of on like the upper mezzanine and they like look yeah. up at him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like I remember it being good. Okay, but, he, he, wait, here's something for you. All right. Okay. Give me, I'm going I'm to time out, put my timer on right now. 20 seconds. Give me your best description, quasi, of the plot of Spectre. Don't look. Ready and
0: go. Bond discovers the Spectre organization that's uh, evil and behind lots of bad stuff. And the uh, plot of the movie is him. Uncovering it all and uh, and stopping it and killing bad guys. <laughs> Done. Time you, Wait, had, you had seconds to spare. <laughs>
2: Wonderful. <laughs> that's, pro- that's probably nowhere near. <laughs>
1: no, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Is that pretty much it? Uh, this now I feel like a crazy person. I don't know. I yeah. I think. Yeah, they've been gaslighting us. I don't think this movie ever existed. <laughs> we just saw trailers for this movie. <laughs> we're just describing a trailer. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, uh wait, I remember
0: No, no, okay.
2: I'm like a dream.
1: Like waking up from a dream. And you were there <laughs> and y- and you were the scarecrow.
2: No, no, no. Okay. The the uh the bad guy. Wasn't there a scene
0: where he's got Bond in like some kind of doctor's chair and he's like uh, like about to be tortured or something. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. It's a line from Goldfinger.
1: <laughs> no, I don't remember <laughs> this at all.
2: <laughs> this sounded like a, a line from uh, The Dark Knight
1: Rises. I thought you oh. were doing a Bane impression. No, it was my, it was my Sean Connery. Do you expect me to talk?
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh, very good.
1: Um, I don't know anything
2: about this movie. Nah, yeah, never mind. I'm still going to keep it as my number three. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> that sounds good.
0: <laughs> I can't explain anything of it.
1: Okay, excellent. My number two Quantum of Solace is my number okay. two. This is also okay. a difficult one to remember. Yes. But. Stuff happens in the desert. <laughs> yeah, Cool. <laughs> cool a lot of exploding glass if i remember correctly yeah um and a lot of hunting down the the after the setup of casino royale of there being this shadowy organization going to find them right a lot of cool (laughs) action so so we're even there we each have a movie that we don't remember much about does anyone remember what the term quantum of solace refers to no, it's it's one of the weirdest
2: <laughs> titles for a James Bond movie. I mean, it's just a terrible. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Skyfall okay. is
1: named after the house. <laughs> yes, I, that that makes perfect sense.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's the name of actual thing. Anyway. I know this is your number 1, but it's my number 2.
0: Casino Royale, the first Daniel Craig James Bond. It was just a great great Bond movie. Am I right? Was that your number 1?
1: Yes. Casino Royale, <laughs> best Bond movie by far, in my opinion, um, mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, a movie where James Bond actually learns to love. That's right. But That's it's right. a it's like an origin story, so <laughs> apparently he didn't learn <laughs> the lesson that well. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> okay. Well, I will disagree with that. Any-
2: <sighs> what are you going to say? You would disagree with what?
1: I disagree with this. With my number one, I yes, I disagree. <laughs> well, I volunteer as tribute. It? I object.
0: Yeah. Well, which one do you think? Which one do is, think it, it is? Is it Skyfall? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Would you think I
1: put Goldeneye up there? I don't know. I thought you were gonna sneak Goldeneye in it. <laughs> hey, psych! I love this movie. No, Skyfall. Listen. I- Listen, we're gonna have to talk what's about the at length one day. What? Okay, give me just, just give me a quick like. Convince me, ladies and gentlemen of the jury.
0: Listen, all the scenes in this movie are great. <laughs> the what's what's the guy? What's the guy?
1: The <laughs> starting like part, defense? the ending part, like the
2: defense. You got the <laughs> beginning, the middle, and end. No, I just want to pull up his name as I okay. So have your Bardem when they capture him and he's in the MI6 headquarters. And he does the cyanide thing and tricks them all and he escapes. That's amazing. When Bond is captured and he's on the island with Javier Bardem and he makes him do like the shooting competition with the lady against the rock. That's a really tense and good scene. And then the whole house scene, the whole house scene is great. And they sneak out in the monk hole or whatever. And then What's uh, the then point of it?
0: What's, the, What's point? the point of
1: what? The movie. <laughs> like as a whole? Yeah, what what are they doing in there? Listen, Javier Bardem, he's bad.
2: Just guy. has a he's a bad guy. He's got he doesn't a have any teeth. No, he's got a vendetta against M and MI6, and so he's trying to take him out, cause as much damage as he can. And Bond is trying to stop him. He's trying to stop uh, all the madness, and so he lures him out to the house, where he's not going to hurt anybody but himself. But then he ends up killing M, anyways. Spoiler, which. I mean, were you not affected when M died?
1: Yes, that was very sad. See?
0: That's a heavy scene.
2: I didn't even remember scene.
1: Spectre because it didn't have Judy Dench in it.
0: Well, yeah, maybe that's it. But, yeah,
2: I mean, <laughs> it's the last Judy Dench 007. The whole house scene is pretty
1: epic. I don't know. Like, I thought it was a good Bond movie. Is this, does this sound really ageist of me to say... I think starting in Skyfall, I thought to myself, Daniel Craig. I think you might be too old for this.
2: No, oh my word, for real? Yep. You let she, you give you give
1: Sean Connery a pass and not a Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig's character is like specifically someone who's like lived a hard life and just wants to like. Doesn't he like start that movie like drunk on a beach? Yeah, he's like, like having with like scorpion. grizzled white white beard.
2: He's like drinking scorpions uh, at a bar. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, we actually have to just watch it because I I think
1: you need to to expose yourself to it again. Okay. I'm ready for a new James Bond. Do you got any... uh, Leave leave the, the listeners with this. Who's your recommendation for the next James Bond? I hope the rumors are true and Idris
0: Elba gets to be the next Bond. I think he would make a great Bond. Yep. What do you think? I agree. I agree. Something like that. I don't really have... I don't know who else could be a Bond right now. I mean, Chris Hemsworth? No. Chris Pine? You want to go through the...
2: Chris Evans? (laughs) Chris Pratt? (laughs) You know what? I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Chris Pratt as 007. He could only play, like, one Guardians. who could
1: pull off a British accent would be Chris Hemsworth, I think. Right. I and feel Chris like Pine Chris Pine basically played uh, Jack Ryan, which is the poor man's James Bond.
0: <laughs> I th- I feel like I actually feel like Chris Pratt might not be a bad idea. I mean, if he didn't play it like for comedy, I feel like he could do it. But no, I, I want to see Idris Elba, Tom Hiddleston. Oh, maybe.
1: Maybe. I'm thinking British. Maybe. Yeah, let's go with Idris Elba. Let's go with him for the win.
0: Yes. Move on. Hope, Moving I'll, along.
1: Hope he, all right. All right,
0: well listeners, thank you for listening as you do.
2: Please follow us at movies on the side everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, movies on the side dot com, Patreon.com slash movies on the side, where you can support the show. And please rate us on iTunes if you haven't yet. Five stars and uh, tell us what you enjoy about the show. We'd like to hear more mayonnaise talk,
0: all that kind of stuff. You know,
2: my family's using Dukes now.
0: Got to mention
1: you're all in, all in on Dukes. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your candor.
0: Thank you for your service.